What is up guys? It is Quinn here back with another video and today I'm going to be wrapping up my week one at fantasy football rankings. So in yesterday's video, I went through my running backs and my quarterbacks. If you haven't seen that, go check it out after this one. But today will be the wide receivers and the tight ends. So top 36 wide receivers, top 24 tight ends. We're going to run through them. Before we do jump into those rankings, I just want to cover a few different things. First off, regarding week one rankings, I think they're the toughest week, you know, throughout the season to actually do the rankings because we know nothing about, you know, actual personnel. You know, we know some stuff, but there are still a lot of question marks. The preseason games don't really mean a ton. Training camp reports are decent, but, you know, nothing beats seeing these guys actually out on the field in a game that counts. So these rankings are going to be pretty similar to, you know, my uh, draft rankings. So, you know, there's not going to be a ton of like, oh, this matchup is amazing because straight up, we just don't know a ton at this point in the season. So that's the first thing. Uh, second thing, if you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Really helps me out a ton. Videos have been going crazy recently, so I really appreciate that. And then uh, the third thing, if you guys have any fantasy questions, start sits, trade advice, waiver wire, draft advice, whatever it is, drop it down below in the comment section. I'll get back to every single person. Just give me the scoring setting. So PPR, half point PPR standard helps me give you guys the best answers. Now let's jump into the rankings. We're going to start it off at the wide receiver position. And up top, I've got the big five. You know, they're still going to be in this spot. Justin Jefferson at one, Cooper Cup at two, Jamar Chase at three, Devontae Adams at four, and then Stephon Diggs at five. Then we're getting into uh, C.D. Lamb and Mike Evans, who are actually matching up against each other. Lamb at six, Mike Evans at seven. I think both of those guys are probably going to have pretty solid games. I think Mike Evans is going to be ranked pretty highly early on in the season, while Chris Godwin is still kind of getting back from that ACL. He may actually play on Sunday night, but he's probably going to be limited, or at least not 100% Chris Godwin like we've seen in the past. So I think Mike Evans can actually start off the season with some monster performances. At eight, I have Debo Samuel. 9, Keenan Allen, 10, T. Higgins. Like I mentioned at the beginning, these are going to be more similar to my, you know, draft rankings. So I had favored guys like Keenan Allen and T. Higgins over players like A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill. So, you know, if you liked Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown over Keenan Allen and T. Higgins, you should be starting them over them. It's just that these are connected to my draft rankings. Also, I'm not sure if I said this off the top, but these are going to be PPR rankings. So A.J. Brown and Tyreek Hill finish out the top 12 wide receivers. The wide receiver ones at 13. I have Michael Pittman here going up against the Texans. Probably going to put up a lot of points that Colts offense. You know, so I think Pittman can have a nice performance. Deontay Johnson at 14. I think I'm going to be much higher on Deontay Johnson here than consensus, but he is someone I've just loved all offseason. I think on underdog, I have like 30% or higher exposure on him. I'll be taking him at that, you know, four or five turn all day long if he's there. I also love him here in week one. At 15, I have Marquise Brown. I've seen Marquise Brown being ranked, you know, back end wide receiver two, you know, maybe even like wide receiver three territory. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me because he's been a guy who's been drafted as a mid to back end wide receiver two. And these first six weeks of the season are probably going to be his best, right? Like with DeAndre Hopkins out, this is his chance to be, you know, the stud wide receiver one on a strong passing attack. He's been the wide receiver one on a passing attack, but not a high volume one. So I think these first six weeks are really when you need to be throwing Marquise Brown into your lineup. So I have him here as a high-end wide receiver two this week. 16, I have DJ Moore. Interested in seeing how him and Baker Mayfield look together. At 17, I have Jalen Waddell. 18, I have Mike Williams. 
19, I have Cortland Sutton. Also interested in seeing that Broncos offense. Personally, I've had Sutton over Judy the entire offseason. I know some people do prefer Judy over Sutton. You're going to see uh, Judy come in, I think, at 24. So there's a little bit of a separation there. We've been hearing good reports from Sutton out of camp. I think it'll just be interesting to see how this Broncos offense looks, how Russ operates in this new system with these new weapons. A guy who used to be uh, catching the ball from Russ, DK Metcalf, in here at 20. I'm going to be higher on DK Metcalf than consensus. I just think the talent is there. Even if the quarterback play is not great, I still think he can give you solid production. Then it's going to be Terry McLaurin coming in at 21. And then at 22, my guy Michael Thomas, someone who I've gotten a ton of shares of recently. Just really love his price tag. It seems like he's healthy. And a healthy Michael Thomas is someone who should definitely be in your starting lineups. So he's going to be a back-end wide receiver too for me. 23, I have Juju. Interested in seeing him in that Chiefs offense. I mentioned Jerry Judy at 24. And then moving on to the back 12. A lot of these guys are going to be younger wide receivers, ascending players, you know, maybe some question marks, but guys that I think can have strong seasons. So we're going to start it off with Rashad Bateman. Really nice matchup here against the Jets. They're probably going to put a lot of points up. Very excited to see Bateman operate as the number one. Another young guy, we have Darnell Mooney here at 26. Nothing crazy here with Mooney, you know, going up against the 49ers. Clear-cut wide receiver one for the Bears. Expecting solid production out of Mooney. I have Allen Robinson here at 27. I think a lot of people are probably going to have him higher than this. This is about where I've had him ranked in terms of, you know, redraft rankings. So I'm pretty in line there. It's not like this is a crazy good or crazy bad matchup against the Bills. I think maybe it'll take him a little bit of time to really connect here with Matthew Stafford. So that's why he's more of like a, I guess, early to back end, you know, wide receiver three play for me. But, you know, if you're in love with Allen Robinson, you think he's going to ball out. I could see, you know, maybe moving him up a little bit. 28, I have Elijah Moore. We have some, you know, confusion, I guess, with the quarterback situation. Is it going to be Zach Wilson? Is it going to be Joe Flacco? Still up in the air right now. Honestly, I don't even know which one is really better for fantasy. I think Zach Wilson is probably like the higher ceiling play if everything comes together. But I still think Elijah Moore will be able to produce with Joe Flacco at quarterback. I just think he is that talented. Another young wide receiver going into year two. 29, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. Lions offense is another one I'm interested in seeing. How do they incorporate all these weapons together? I still think Amon Ra is going to be the guy as a pass catcher, but you know it'll be interesting to see what that target share is looking like. 30, I have Brandon Cooks. I've seen a lot of people giving me start-sit questions, and you know someone will ask, Brandon Cooks or X player, can't think of a guy right now. And when people like respond, you know other people, they'll say, oh, start Brandon Cooks. I think Brandon Cooks is a very safe start. You want 13, maybe 14 points out of your, you know, flex or wide receiver spot. I think Brandon Cooks is probably good for it. For me, I'm just lower on Cooks because of the lack of ceiling. I feel like he's a very, very safe option, but I do think he lacks that elite upside. I think these young wide receivers are just bound to explode. So if you want to, you know, start off a little bit conservative, play Brandon Cooks, I think that's cool. But I do trust these young wide receivers to be studs. So that's why I have Cooks here at 30, but... I don't hate it if you're starting them as like, you know, your wide receiver two or whatever. 31, I have Drake London going to be going into his first NFL game. I think he's a guy who can produce right out of the gate. 32, I have Gabriel Davis. Definitely lower on Davis than consensus. Haven't really been totally bought into the hype, but, you know, back end wide receiver three, I think it's a fair price for him. At 33, I have Adam Thielen. Seems like a really strong flex play wide receiver three option on your team. You know what you're getting out of him. 
Then back-to-back young guys, Devonta Smith here at 34, Brandon Ayuk at 35. Both guys who are operating as wide receiver twos in their offense behind you know stud options, Devonta Smith behind A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayuk behind Debo Samuel. You're just betting that both of these guys are going to be able to produce because of their talent. You know They're going to overcome their situation and put up decent production. And then at 36, finishing out you know the wide receiver threes, we have Amari Cooper here. I just don't really love Cooper with the you know poor quarterback play he's going to have with Jacoby Brissett. But here at 36, debating between a few different options, I think it's fair. There were three players that I left off that I thought were kind of notable. The first one was Kadarius Toney. Tony is just like a brutal player to evaluate. Like, I think he could be a wild bust, just do nothing all season. And then I also think there's a range of outcomes where he just explodes and is like a mid-tier wide receiver too. So if I have Tony, you probably drafted him as your third or fourth, maybe even fifth wide receiver. So I think it's fair to kind of wait a week, see what he looks like, and then kind of reevaluate. Another dude I left off is Hunter Renfro. Probably just going to be a safe option this year. Just didn't quite make the top 36. And then another one is Chris Godwin. I do think there's a decent chance he plays on Sunday. Like I kind of talked about with Mike Evans, I, this is a spot where Godwin's going to need a few weeks to really get going. It is great news if he does return in week one or even week two. But you have Godwin to kind of explode in the back half. Not saying he's not going to be startable or not saying he won't be able to do stuff early on. But when he's back to close to 100%, it's going to be more you know halfway back end of the season And that's when you're going to be making your playoff push. In the playoffs, he should be good. So he's someone I don't want to start right away. You know, maybe he makes me look like an idiot and he goes out week one, 100 yards, touchdown, eight receptions. And it's like, all right, he's back. It could happen. It's just something where I'd kind of rather wait and see. And I'm one of the biggest like Godwin guys out there. Like I have a ton of exposure to him. So I think if I'm saying it, it's probably, you know, maybe the decent move because I'm a little skeptical of his early season production. But it's something where I think he's definitely going to pay off in the long term and going to be someone who's like wide receiver two, maybe even wide receiver one territory later on in the season. So those are my top 36 wide receivers with a few extra dudes thrown in there. And now switching over to the tight end position, this is going to be pretty chalk to, you know, my redraft stuff. So Kelsey, Andrews, one and two, you can flip those guys. Andrews probably is the better matchup. Both are elite options. I doubt you're having to choose between two of those guys on your team. If you are, you're probably in like a four-person league. Kyle Pitts at three, Darren Waller at four, George Kittle at five. You could also flip those guys. Not really a huge deal. Dalton Schultz here at six going up against the Buccaneers. Then we're starting to get more into like these, you know, back-end, tight-end ones. Hawkinson's probably still in that mid-tier going up against the Eagles. But then we have like Knox, Goddard back-to-back here. Pick your poison with those guys. There are probably some teams out there who have like Knox and Goddard on the same roster, Goddard-Ertz combo, like a Knox-Ertz combo. It's probably pretty common if you're choosing like back-end tight end ones, you just double dip at that position. They're all back-to-back-to-back in my ranking, so it's not going to be a huge deal. Week one, we don't know a ton. They're all kind of, you know, later, mid-round-ish dart throws. I do have Ertz here at 10, but he is dealing with a calf injury, so he may not actually be able to go. To be totally honest, if he's limited, I probably don't move him down that far just because there's a really big fall off here after Ertz. Like maybe he goes below Fryermuth, below Komet, but then you're getting to like Hunter Henry, David Njoku. I may take a hurt Zach Ertz over those guys anyway. So just something to monitor throughout the week. Talked about Fryermuth at 11, Komet at 12. 
That commit cutoff after that, I'm a little concerned about starting these dudes week one. It's possible, you know, you punted the position, you're dealing with a Henry and Joku combo and Njoku Smith combo. I don't think it's going to be like brutal long term. I just think week one, it's a situation where it's like, all right, we're kind of just hoping for a crapshoot here. So Henry at 13, Njoku at 14, Irv Smith at 15, Alberto at 16, Tanyan at 17. Interested in seeing, you know, if Irv Smith and Robert Tanyan start out slow. Uh, you know, coming back from major injuries. I've Gasecki here at 18. If you've been following my redraft stuff, just not someone I'm super interested in for fantasy. In a new role this year, not going to be like that wide receiver-esque tight end that he's been in years past, so I think that's rough for him. 19, I have Taysom Hill. He's getting that tight end designation going up against the Falcons. I just think he's an interesting player to look at. You know, if he's getting a few pass attempts per game, a few rushes, a few targets, he becomes someone who is honestly viable. I'm kind of just hoping for it because I think it's fun to watch. So, you know, maybe he pays off. But at this point, I feel like he's still probably slotting in ahead of some of these other tight ends who are probably not going to be giving you a ton. 20, Gerald Everett here, you know, with the Chargers, probably just hoping for touchdown upside here. I don't think anyone's expecting a ton of volume out of him. Then we've got Evan Ingram at 21. Someone who may have some upside here if he can put it together. Just seems like after his rookie season, he's kind of been on like a downward trajectory, which is unfortunate. Tyler Higby here at 22, Austin uh, Hooper at 23, and then Noah Fant at 24. Hopefully you're not starting any of those guys. Noah Fant may seem like a guy who, you know, ooh, I recognize the name. He's been a solid guy in years past. Bad situation here with the Seahawks, not encouraging usage in the preseason. So he's someone I would definitely be fading. Like if he's your late round guy, I think you could probably get a better option, maybe even off of waivers right now. I'm not saying to cut him if you like him. But I do think I saw a few people with him in their starting lineups. And it's like, that's a 12-team league. There's got to be a better option out there for week one. So those are my top 24 tight ends. Went through the wide receivers and the tight ends. If you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Like I said at the top, I really appreciate all the support I've been getting recently. You know, definitely blowing up those videos. And I do appreciate it. So thank you guys for stopping by. And I'll see you in the next one.